Rural Focus. Hello and welcome to another Rural Focus podcast. If you're tapping in our agriculture, aquaculture or horticultural circles, we do do our best to bring it to you. Hey, very soon on today's podcast, we are going to catch in with a lady by the name of Lauren Bell. Lauren is the Business Development Officer with the team there at KPCA, the Kimberley Pilbara Cattlemen's Association, with all those floodings which have caused massive devastation and isolation for Kimberley pastoralists and livestock. We're going to get an update from Lauren very soon this morning and just see how the recovery is going in our Kimberley region here in WA. So looking forward to that. But first things first today, let's catch on in with Stu McKenzie. Hello there to you. Good morning, Troy. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to 2023. I hope that it has everything uh, that is required by all people that uh, that have a listen in, and he's hoping for a nice, safe one as we move into the start of seeding now that harvest is almost done. There's still a, a few areas around regional WA to go, but uh, we'll get to that very soon. Now, you wanted to start this morning, mate, with a, well, a, a disclaimer. Yeah, so look, I mean, obviously this, you know, as, as I said at the end of 2022 in my last interview, a lot of this doesn't happen without a lot of people saying yes and uh, allowing me to do so. But in saying that too, my thoughts and opinions are my own. They're not, I don't take too much influence from political parties and from, from other bullcrap. Um, somebody asked my opinion on something, I'll give it to them <laughs> as, as verbatim because it's just who I am and how I am. So, yeah, look, so I've had a few people say, oh, geez, mate, you've been a bit hard on CBH. Is that a political thing or what is it? Well, no, it's not. I'm hard on CBH because I, sometimes I feel that they need to be pressed a little bit harder. In saying that, congratulations to CBH mm. because with, with, a, with a harvest which is expected to hit somewhere about 27 million tonne, which is nearly 4 million tonne up on the 2021-2022 harvest, um, they have done extremely well. The amount of um, grain trains and ships going out of the Albany port over the last four months has been phenomenal. So, look, yes, my opinions are my own, my thoughts are my own, and those who know me well enough generally don't ask my opinion anymore. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the, the commentary that I that I supply for Rural Focus and for the other outlets that I do um, is, is pure on my own. So that's just as much for a listener as what it is for the everyday listener, the listener apps, sorry, uh, yeah. and, our, and, our, and our patrons who listen to um, Triple M, Rural Focus, and, of course, on the listener app. So that's, a bit, that's, the, that's, the, uh, that's the business side out of the way. But, yeah, congratulations to CBH and the amount of grain that they have managed to move because it's been something like 45 or 50 boats. Mm. Already push out, so, yep. um, and they're moving a tremendous amount of grain through the network, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, I think the Geraldton Port. Well, they hit a record of around four million tons of grain. So well done there to uh, the Geraldton Port, and of course uh, CBH on a bit of a roll with uh, some train buying plans. Yeah, now this is fantastic as well, and obviously Horizon um, they well, Arc Infrastructure they do all the maintenance on the network, and Horizon own most of the the trains or the fleet of trains. So for CBH to go into this and actually put put some money into stock, uh, that's fantastic. So it's only going to increase capacity. We just need, now all we need, CBH, is to put some pressure on local government to open up that Tier 3 rail system again just to get a bit more grain on rail. Um, you know, there's been there's been close to 150 truck accidents since during the harvest period, and some of those have been rollovers, and there's been a couple of fatalities, and a lot of those are just people who can't drive a truck, who so expect trucks just to stop on a dime. So there was one just north of Albany uh, two weeks ago, a car towing a caravan heading to Albany with a triple road train behind it, was trying to overtake it on, on the end of a 
overtaking lane, got the swerves up, and the truck went straight through the caravan and then rolled the truck. Yeah, so no one no, died. Everyone no. walked away. But please, ladies and gents, let's use your bloody brains on the road. If you see a truck, back off. Wait for an overtaking lane. And if you're towing something, don't try and overtake them because you will end up in trouble. And unfortunately, everyone goes, oh, the bloody truck driver. No, sometimes it's the idiot grey nomad who doesn't know what they're doing yeah, behind the yeah, wheel yeah. on the highway. So uh, please, will, you, will you think that they'll get that tier three line out of crewing up and running, mate? Oh, well, I think there's, I think it's pretty high on the agenda. Yeah. Um, there's certainly a lot of truck movements through that way, okay. and, and the roads aren't exactly built to have three trailers behind a truck. They're fairly windy and narrow in spaces. So, yes, there's a lot of shoulder work being done, but that doesn't necessarily strengthen the condition of the shoulder. It just it puts a bit of asphalt over the over the edge of it. So, yeah. um, certainly that tier three line through to Quirin, through to Perth, it's certainly high on the agenda. All right. uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a wait and see by the McGowan government just to see what else they actually do and what they allow CBH to do because there's a huge amount of money is going to be needed to bring those bring those lines back up to scratch. Yeah, absolutely. On holidays and everything else and getting texts from farmers saying, well, I've had another breakdown. Is that what you were hearing as well? Yeah, breakdown after breakdown. And if it hasn't been breakdown related, it's been um, rain and moisture and then humidity. So there hasn't been a lot of fire and movement bans and harvest and movement bans. But when they've put them on, there's generally been a bloody good reason why. There was a fire up in Williams the other week, um, which took out a house and burned a few hectares, and that was just before a fire ban was put on. So whether there's a willingness to get these bans in place, um, but, you know, the other side of the coin is too, there's been a lot of breakdowns, there's been a lot of moisture issues, Uh, sprouting grain now is just starting to become a bit of an issue as well, and falling numbers have been a bit of an issue over the last kind of month to six weeks. So, yeah, whether our maintenance schedules are up to scratch or we're still waiting on parts to arrive to finish the maintenance schedule or we're just... You know, we 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 do the we do the maintenance and do the service after harvest, and then the machine sits in the sits in the shed, or whether we need to get the mechanic out, get the tech out to come and have a good look at the machine post harvest, get everything on order so it's actually being serviced closer to date. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is, but maybe some of our friends in the machinery space can shed some light on that. Rightio. Now, mate, quickly before you do go this morning, I know coming up very soon, uh, the team there at Hybrid Ag, there's a few workshops heading around uh, regional WA, mate. Yeah, so I've actually got two here in WA, one on the 1st of February in Narragin at the Duke of York Hotel, and then on the 3rd of February at 33 degrees in Esperance. So Hybrid Ag, this is our first foray into the nutrition workshop space. We've got six workshops all happening over a two-week period, the first two weeks of February between WA, New South Wales and Victoria. So particularly the ones here in WA, it's myself and Nathan Kitsally will be doing a lot of the delivery and Deuteroy and or Alex Grant will be over from Victoria. So if you're in the Narragin area or the Esperance area and you want to come along, jump on the hybridag.com.au forward slash events or jump on the Facebook page hybridag and have a look and register because yeah it's it's science based but we've tried to we've tried to really focus on the message of, of, of simplicity. Yep. Um, because science can sometimes baffle. So we're trying to use the the approach that we're trying to take is to keep it very simple but also have it scientific enough that all aspects of the industry can understand it. So, And it's not just for growers, it's for advisors, it's for other agros. You know, like we've got people from compost companies coming along. We've already There's already six or seven people coming along to the narrative one and there's half a dozen or so coming to the estimates one as well. So it's, um, it's not just for growers, it's for farm managers, it's for anybody who's in that farm space. Obviously the farm the farm, the farm farm owner and the decision maker are the ones that we're, we're talking to. But from an agronomic point of view, we're just trying to get the message across that there is more to growing a crop, pouring more chemistry on. So... Um, yeah, Narragin on the 1st of Feb and then Esperance on the 3rd.
All right, so uh, be a part of that if you can. Anything else before I uh, let you go this morning, mate? Yeah, as we start into the new year, ladies and gents, let's just be safe on our roads. There's still a lot going on. There's still a lot of trucks regardless. We're starting to see machinery move around as well, so oversized loads are, uh, are, all, are already on the, on the road. Um, so as people are trying to finish school holidays or some are just going on their holidays, please, ladies and gents, drive for the conditions. If you're tired, pull over, utilise the coffee stops. Let's just take it easy on our roads and let's hopefully everyone will get through to the end of 2023 the way we started it. Yeah, let's hope so. Mate, nice to have you back for uh, a brand new year. Have a great week and we'll chat to you again next week. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, listeners. Have a great week and please stay safe. Rural Focus on Triple M. Well, we all know about those uh, devastating Kimberley floods and I'm joined right now by the Business Development Officer at KPCA in Lauren Bell. Lauren, good morning there to you. Uh, Good morning. Thanks for uh, having us on. Yes, those unprecedented flooding. uh, Well, it's caused plenty of devastation around the area. Uh, What's the latest that you can give us an update about? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was unprecedented um, and, you know, I think that's what had the most impact uh, because, you know, partialists each and every year prepare for flooding mm. events um, mm. and do what they can to, you know, protect their property and livestock from that. But yeah, this flood was two metres higher than any mm. previous flood peak. And so we saw floodwaters just get into places uh it had never gone before, um, which unfortunately has meant, yeah, significant impact to livestock. Um, the losses will be, you know, in the thousands, if not tens of thousands. Um, there's, yeah, thousands of kilometres of fence lines and roads that have also been damaged. In terms of the partialists, you know, we're thankful that, uh, you know, no one was hurt. Mm. Um, you know, they as pastoralists always do, swung straight into action um, and coordinated, you know, the emergency feeding of stranded livestock. That side of it is continuing, but is kind of under control. And I think now as the floodwaters recede, people are just, you know, starting to assess the damage and nervously anticipating what else this wet season might bring because it is only January still. So Now, I believe that you and the team there at the Kimberley Pilbara Cattlemen's Association, you are having conversations with uh, all levels of government. How are they going? Yeah, so we've been in touch with um, you know, both federal and state yep. and local government, um, just prioritising you know, what our partialists are going to need moving forward and yeah, I mean I think across all levels there's yeah, just recognition of the importance of getting the, the road network yep. back up yep. and running, um, obviously not just for partialists but for all communities and businesses in the region uh, yeah, that's the only sealed road pretty much that connects the east to west Kimberley's has been severely compromised in a number of places, most notably the uh, the Fitzroy River Bridge um, that collapsed in one spot. So, yeah, and we are starting to see more um, disaster funding announced and rolled out, which is great. So we're thankful for that support and we'll continue to work with the government to help inform them around how the rebuild efforts can uh, best proceed. Is there anything that our listeners can do here, Lauren? So we are hopefully going to announce a flood relief okay. fund that's yep. specific just to partialists. Uh, we're still kind of working through the details of that, but if listeners are interested, they can um, connect with our Facebook page, the Kimberley Pilbara Cattlemen's Association, uh, and any updates will be put on there. All right, so uh, we'll wait and see with that. And I believe you've been uh, working around the clock to assist with uh, access to uh, to stock feed, aviation fuel, and other bits and pieces as well? Yeah, just trying to be that conduit yeah. um, between the partialists and government. Obviously, you know, it's the guys on the guys and girls on the ground who are doing the heavy lifting in terms of, you know, feeding out and all that. Um, and, yeah, just trying to be that one point of contact for them to kind of 
ferry the information around, you know, their fuel needs, fodder needs, any other supply needs um, to the relevant government departments just to take that burden off them. But, it's, yeah, it's really the people on the ground who have been doing yeah. all the heavy lifting. Yeah, absolutely. And we sort of know that pastoralists are, are well-versed in wet season preparation, but nothing like this I would imagine there, Lauren. Yeah, definitely not. Like I mm. said, it was just the unprecedented yeah. nature of it just made this, you know, people mm. plan for the worst. Um, you know, everyone I spoke to, you know, move their cattle off the floodplain over the wet season, you know, anticipating some level of flooding. But the river got up to 30 to 40 kilometres wide in some points. So, I mean, there is a limit to how far you can move cattle or how much access you have to dry ground uh, on your property. Um, and that's unfortunately what, yeah, contributed to the stock loss. It's not that people weren't prepared. It's just mm. they weren't prepared for this. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. This, yeah, volume of yeah. flooding. Yeah, they've had rain before, but nothing in the vicinity like this. Yeah, yeah. It was just um unfortunate way it rolled yeah. out, the, how long that ex-cyclone kind of hung in the area and filled up the catchment, you know, in a sequence so that all mm. that flood water yeah. kind of hit the Fitzroy at once. Yeah, it just couldn't really be predicted. Has the rebuilding of roads started there yet, Lauren? Uh, I think, you know, they're still being assessed by yeah, main yeah. roads, um, engineers. Okay. Uh, the flood water has receded enough for them to be able to do that. Uh, but as far as I'm aware, there's not machinery, you know, in action yet. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately getting access to some of these areas to do that is still considerably hampered. But um, DFES, the Department of Fire and Emergency Services and the ADF uh, have been great in terms of supplying, you know, heavy lift equipment to try and get supplies in and out of places while those roads are still uh, inaccessible. If people are wanting to know more, if they can try and help out in some sort of way, Lauren, what's the best way that they can go about it? Uh, I think, like I said, if people... Um, connect with our Facebook page. We'll be providing more updates there around how people can uh, help in a financial way. Mm-hmm. I guess moving forward, you know, we just want to make sure that the region's not forgotten. Uh, you know, when those yeah. roads are rebuilt, you know, we really encourage people to come back and visit the area, um, lend their support to, you know, it's not just pastoralists, it's multiple businesses that have been, you know, impacted by this. Um, so, you know, tourism always has, you know, carries with it significant financial benefits. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, we just kind of encourage people to keep the Kimberleys on their bucket list of places to visit this year once the roads have been re-established. Uh, and like I said, you know, in terms of financial support, just mm. to um, keep an eye on our Facebook page and we'll hopefully be announcing some details soon. And are you hearing from plenty of the producers around the Kimberley? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been yeah. in touch with mainly the flood of Yep. partialists mm-hmm. who kind of have country that runs along the Fitzroy River. Uh, but the impacts of this is widespread for the whole industry in the Kimberleys because of the impact of the road network. So, you know, there's producers up in Kununurra, horticulturalists up yeah, in Kununurra yeah. who, you know, have lost access to their usual markets, um, whether that's in Perth or in relation to cattle, the live export and the meatworks, which is in you know, the western side of the Kimberleys. So, yeah, the impacts of the flooding has been, yeah, felt widespread throughout yeah. the whole industry in the Kimberleys. And I'm sure plenty of support from uh, Mick and the team there uh, with you guys there at KPCA, but uh, also they can get uh, Rural Link support, uh, Beyond Blue and uh, also uh, Lifeline are there to uh, support as well. So Yeah, and I think that's something we recognise going mm. forward is yeah. there's going to be, you know, an emotional and uh, mental toll to this. Um, you know, the risk of burnout this year is high. Yeah. It's only January People are already undergoing, you know, significant clean-up activities and then fencing activities, and they're not even into the usual busy season of mustering. So, um, yeah, we really do uh, encourage anyone who's feeling overwhelmed or upset to reach out to those services like Lifeline. Lauren Bell, Business Development Officer there with uh, the team at the KPCA. Hey, uh, thanks for the update this morning there, Lauren, and uh, we'll keep in touch and uh, get some more updates as we 
we move along. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, thanks again for the opportunity to talk about it. Appreciate it. No, thank you. Big thank you there to Lauren from the Kimberley Pilbara Cattlemen's Association jumping on the podcast today and giving us an update on those floods. We can give you an update to say that the Fitzroy River there in the Kimberley, the waters are, are starting to, well, withdraw, I suppose you could sort of stay, but plenty of stations are, are still experiencing worsening conditions with floodwaters moving down the river. So not just for the pastoralists in the Kimberley, but for those who have been affected, plenty of people, of course, uh, living through the Kimberley region there. And yes, our, uh, our thoughts are certainly with you, but yeah, do thank Lauren from the Kimberley Pilbara Cattlemen's Association for, for jumping on board today and giving us an update right here on the Rural Focus podcast.